If you've ever been on the internet, you can tell society as a whole has a communication problem. You got hyper cagey, smash you in the face with truth people, meaning that facts don't care about your feelings and neither do I type people, aka me. <laughs> and you've got the love people. I don't really have a ground to stand on and I'm not really going to share anything with you that might offend you type people, which uh, actually is also me. But what if we could change that? What if we would focus on our tone before we give the message? My interview today with Isaac David addresses that very concept. This is Meme Lord Monday. I'm your host, Matt Matias. My buddy Mike and I have been making memes for a really long time, and we interview Christian content creators and help you see the meme in Christian life. Well, my name is Isaac David. I run a online ministry platform called Daily Disciple. Uh, our mission is to help people follow Jesus daily. That's my bro, Isaac David. I've always been a huge fan of Isaac and what he does online. Here's an example of one of his videos. It's not your job to fix people. It's not your job to change people. It's not your job to save people. It's your job to love people, encourage them, admonish them, challenge them, and point them to the only one who can transform them from the inside out, Jesus. I genuinely enjoy Isaac's material online. He's super wholesome, loves people, loves God, and uh, just seems to have his head on straight, which it's like so hard to come across people like that nowadays online. So here's our conversation. I appear on a lot of different social media platforms. Different people know me from different stuff, but I usually make videos about current issues around Christianity, um, topics of faith and apologetics. I'm really passionate about helping people follow Jesus daily, so that puts me in a lot of different spots and responding to a lot of different videos. Some of my most popular videos are responding to other people's videos, so a lot of people know me as the reaction guy, which I don't love, but it's okay, um, all in the cause of trying to speak truth in love, and that's really my, my heart, my mission behind it, and I'm just excited that people are watching and uh, benefiting from the content. Sick, man. So you said that you started out on YouTube. Were you kind of doing the same stuff? Honestly, well, it was like a couple of years that I was doing YouTube because me and another buddy had started a YouTube channel even before my Daily Disciple YouTube channel where we were just figuring things out. And when I started my own YouTube channel, it was like, man, I just threw everything at the wall. It was mostly topical stuff, so not a lot of reaction or response content. Um, and then as TikTok came around, I migrated over there and that began to pick up and it kind of helped form my identity and my voice a little bit that I took back to YouTube. And I'm actually just as excited about YouTube, if not more now than TikTok. When we first started this podcast, our favorite thing to do was roast TikTok. That's like, all right, TikTok did something. I hate it. And uh, like, it's come a long way since then, to be honest with you. And, but for the most part, you know, even though I say it's come a long way, there's still the majority of the Christian content on there that's so cringe. And I say cringe, and that's in twofold. I, in cr cringe, like legit, like, wow, this is just cringe. Like, what even is this? And then th this other part of the cringe is like, this is just not even theologically accurate. This is bad. Um, and it's super refreshing. Like, one of the reasons I really enjoy what you do is because you are like legitimately solid in your theological approach, in the way you answer objections and you react to videos. 
And I really enjoyed that. Like, you're one of those guys that I can say, he'll answer and I will feel good about the way he answers. <laughs> that that means a lot, man. That I, I really don't uh, take that lightly at all. I mean, that it kind of blows my mind that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a 22-year-old guy. Like, I really don't know a lot of stuff. So I... I mean, every time I'm making a video, it's kind of with fear and trepidation. Like, am I going to screw it up this time? But thankfully, I have a lot of people around me that kind of keep me in check and keep, you know, keep me on the on the on the path. And I really appreciate the pastors and the church I'm a part of. Um, but you know, in terms of your point around TikTok, I think it is funny because initially when I got on TikTok, I thought the exact same thing. Like, this is so cringe. Everyone on here is like a child. And I'm like the old guy now with a beard. People are saying like, you're 30 years old. I'm like, God, guys, this is so mean. Like you're hurting my feelings. But then at the same time though, as I started making videos, it was just this idea, this mentality of like, okay, look, if people are going to go across the world to share the gospel, am I, and, and sacrifice their whole life, am I not willing to give up some of my social coolness to mess around on this app and try to reach people the best I can? And that was like me sucking up my pride. And I'm not saying I'm like, oh, I'm so, you know, so great for doing that. It was like the easiest possible thing. I just needed to, you know, suck up my pride and and continue to make content. And it is interesting because there are so many people that are able to make TikToks that aren't necessarily going to make a YouTube video. So that opens the door for a lot of, like you're saying, bad theology, but the exciting thing is, too, I've seen so many people that probably would have never gotten on YouTube now actually finding a voice um, in evangelism and discipleship and apologetics. And that is really cool to see. Mm. Dude, so why do you think that the theology is so bad? Do you think there's a reason behind <laughs> it? Maybe, maybe you said, mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is going on? I, I just, yeah, I think it partially is just because now there's so much saturation of everyone that might have had a really terrible perspective or not well thought out perspective. And now it's so quick. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to really form a particularly uh, thorough argument or, or understanding in order to just post a video. With YouTube, it, there was some constraints involved. So if you wanted to post a video, you really needed to think about it. You really needed to want to do it. Nowadays, man, if you have some hot take about the Bible or Jesus, um, especially if it's bombastic and controversial, you're just going to put that on on TikTok. And I think that's people eat it up because they love the comment section. The, the community and TikTok is so much more ferocious. And so they eat that kind of stuff up, I think. That's a great point because... Yeah, like TikTok is basically Vine on steroids. So I can only imagine, like, I don't remember Vine being that theologically enriching either. But, and again, I don't remember people being on Vine talking about, oh, you know, my church did this, so that means Christians are bad. Like, they only had six seconds. Where TikTok, you got like three minutes to just go on a tirade uh, about who knows what. Uh, so that makes sense. My buddy Matt said, TikTok is where theology goes to die. Yikes. <laughs> Like I said, I like how you respond to a lot of these videos. And, and one of the videos I was watching today as I was catching up on your page, you addressed somebody who was like one of those dudes is like, this book was taken out of the Bible. And so therefore, that means the Bible vis-a-vis is wrong. Like, and you answered it so eloquently and accurately. Just tell me like your, your methodology uh, on that. This is... Yeah, 100%. This is actually something I'm really passionate about because sometimes when people first come across me, they are, um, especially online, they're more taken aback. Like, 
they, they almost assume that I'm like the reaction guy, like that. I don't know. There's a, a segment of especially people that react to stuff. It seems like their motivations are off. Like they're not really there to um, bring insight or clarity. They're just kind of there to dog on that person. And that was something that I was really nervous about in kind of formulating the style of responding to videos because I never wanted to, to feel like I was attacking this person personally um, because I'm not a confrontational person myself. Like I'm very <laughs> against confrontation. Like I think it's good. I think it's healthy. I'm actually trying to grow in that way. But my my own inclinations, I don't like that. And so as I kind of, res- you know, approach a video like that, I'm looking at the content and as I'm trying to deliver it, it's re- I'm really focused on tone a lot of the time, content and tone, um, and, and just trying to mend these two ditches of like these people that are all about truth and they're just going to say it how it is and they don't care how you feel about it, facts over feelings, that kind of thing. And then the people that are like, oh, you know what? It's just about loving people and truth doesn't matter and that kind of thing. And trying to bring these two together in a biblical way where I can present the truth firmly, but also with gentleness and compassion and that's something that's like my whole goal with everything I do, honestly. Mm. Yeah, because there's you, you hit the nail on the head when you when you talked about like the different styles uh, that you'll see on TikTok. There's the one guy I don't know his name, but he's always crying and screaming at the at the camera. He's always oh. like, "If you don't do this, you, their soul is you know like it's like why are you crying, bro? Um, it's like a caricature of." Uh, modern evangelical Christians where it's like, if you're not crying, if you're not emotive, then that means you're not genuinely serving God, which I think is so far off base. Uh, but you have like this really balanced approach where it's like, like you said, your tone, when you're speaking to people, you have this really gentle tone. Um, like, I mean, what are your thoughts as far as um, like how many guys are that are online do you feel like there's many people like in your zone that are balanced or do you find that it's like the truth guys and, and the emotional guys? You know, I, I never want to be the guy that's like, I'm the only guy on TikTok <laughs> yeah. doing it right. Bad and question. Everyone else, everyone else does it so poorly. I'm the only <laughs> pro- good Christian content creator. Um, no, no, 100%. Like there, I got a lot of friends on TikTok and they have different styles and approaches. And and you know what? I think in some ways, different people have different strengths. Um, there is definitely those those, those people that are just going to go off the rails. And, and there are so many people on TikTok that will say something they're like, they legitimately say in their thing, they're like, I don't care what you think, get angry at me, be offended, all that kind of like, and I'm just like, I'm not going to try to needlessly offend people. Um, so I do have friends on TikTok that have different strengths than I do. They're more firm in, in certain areas and, or more knowledgeable in certain, like I'm not the most knowledgeable guy. I feel like uh, there are a lot of people that know more theology than me. Um, but I do wish that there was more of a, a tone shift because there's been, we're on such shaky ground as Christians already with just how the world sees us. I just think they don't need more ammunition if our tone and it seems like our heart and motivation is off. They don't need more theology necessarily because we're just clanging the symbols. If we don't truly kind of embody that with a loving, gracious, compassionate tone, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So like, I really love theology personally, and I came out of a really strong cage stage, like online. And that's kind of how I got connected with Beams for Jesus, because like I was online a lot. I was a pastor and I was debating and, and then I actually learned more theology online 
And then I got even more cage stagey and angry at people. But then eventually, you know, the Lord convicted me and, and um, I tr- I'm trying now to be more gentle and, and really focus on my tone. But that's the thing, like the internet as a whole really struggles with their tone. And, and you, that's such a great point. Like we don't know how to talk to each other. In our group, we have like, an, it's pretty eclectic. We have lots of Catholics, Orthodox, Anglicans, Protestant, you name it. And I welcome all of them. And I'm trying to get different voices together so we can talk to each other and hear each other out. So that's like one thing that I'm dealing with online. That's one of my personal missions. Mm. Um, like, what would you say brought you to where you're at? Like, what are the events leading you to, to the passion you have for the people online? Well, I think I got to start at the beginning, honestly. Uh, it gives people some insight into my background, I guess. So I was raised as a homeschool kid. I have seven siblings, um, third oldest. And so in the midst of that, you know, we made videos and all sorts of stuff like that. We were really creative in that way. But we kind of, uh, as we got older, we kind of put that away for a while. When I was around 16 years old, I guess it was the big trend to start a blog. And so I, uh, I began, uh, start, I started a blog along with all the, the rest of my friends. And it was called dailydisciple.wordpress.com. Very catchy, I know. I was kind of like, you know, it's like I couldn't, I could literally had to type out that URL every time. It was awful. Anyway, so I began kind of like, I began kind of, uh, you know, putting out blog posts. And one of my first blog posts was The Tale of Two Ditches. And um, it was all about kind of this issue of some people falling into the ditch of, being truth people and so focused on the, on the truth without love and, and love people, love people, like people that were focused on just loving people unconditionally, but they, they had really no basis of truth or foundation for truth. And as a 16 year old, this was like my, my main focus. Cause I saw it everywhere. I saw so many of my friends kind of falling into these ditches and myself, I, I found my own leanings. I'm more of a love person. I'd rather kind of just be like, yeah, that's good. You, you live your life and I'm just going to do my thing. I don't want any kind of, you know, confrontation that kind of led me on, on the path of, of wanting to make more content and around actually trying to speak the truth in love. I remember one night I went to my dad and I was like, Dad, I'm so sick of writing. I feel like I'm not good at it. I just want to get on camera because that's where I'll be good. And then I remember the first time I turned on the camera, I was like, oh, this is awful. I need to write again. I'm never going to be on camera. This is so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, different people in my life, my associate pastor, one day, this is kind of a, a crazy story, but I had dropped out of university after one year. I wanted to do Daily Disciple full-time, even though I had about 100 subscribers. And uh, I went to him and I, I told him this. I said, hey, pastor, uh, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to drop out of college. I want to do this. And fully expecting him to be like, dude, you're insane. What are you doing? He was like, dude, that sounds awesome. You should totally do that. Not like a twinge of sarcasm in his voice. Literally struck me to the core. And, and that kind of almost like changed my life a little bit because I was like, whoa, I am going to do this. I've been thinking about this for so long. And, and that kind of led me on my journey of, of making content. It's been through four years or so. Man, yeah, that's the thing. Your content is high quality. Like not only in the theological approach, your video, like right now, I am envious at the, the what is it? The Oh, LUT? <laughs> LUT, like, yes. LUT? The LUT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I'm so jealous of your LUT right now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, uh-huh. I'm trying my best to make this look good 
but I don't know really much about video. Yeah, man. Besides YouTube and the TikTok, is there anything else you got going on? I think you said you mentioned a blog. Do you still got that going on? The blog has kind of been swallowed up into the website. I actually okay. don't think I have a blog currently on my website. That's been taking a back seat. I actually, weirdly enough, I wrote a book. It's called uh, A Letter to My Father, What Your Son Wants to Tell You But Doesn't. And it's all about my relationship with my dad. And basically, at the beginning of each chapter, it highlights a question, insecurity, a doubt that sons deal with uh, around a certain topic. It's basically a son, fictional son writing to a father. Mm. And then throughout the rest of the chapter, it's me basically talking a little bit and fleshing out my experience around that topic with my dad. And honestly, the book is just targeted towards fathers and sons to help bridge the gap that I often see in those relationships, different chapters about purpose, courage, um, girls, and um, uh, rebellion, and all sorts of things like that. So yeah, people can pick it up if they want to. And and it's it was really, I, I spent a year writing it, one of the best, most challenging years of, of my life for multiple reasons. During that time, my mom was going through breast cancer. And mm. um and during that time, I was kind of partially homeschooling my siblings and writing this book. And so it really, I, I'm excited that it's out there. But yeah, that's what's going on. You're good. What's the name of the book again? Yeah, the book is called A Letter to My Father. What your son wants to tell you, but doesn't, that's the subtitle. But A Letter to My Father, Isaac David. So yeah, this podcast is basically about us interviewing Christian content creators. And we call them meme lords because... A meme lord is somebody who creates content. And so that's the way that's the way we're defining it. And I don't care what anyone says. All right. This is our podcast. And uh, <laughs> so, like I said, it's been really great to hear what, what you have to say about everything you're doing and, and the ministry that you're doing online is so valuable because there's just garbage out there and you're putting out richness, um, which is awesome. What else can we shout out? We kind of talked about your book. Where else can people support you? I always see on your videos that you ask, you tell people that they can support you on your Patreon. Is that just Patreon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patreon. I love Patreon. how I'm selling your Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash daily underscore disciple. Oh, nice. There it is. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I don't want to, you know, it's like uh, when you attend a church for the first time and then they're like, right, like the first thing they say is like, Okay, everyone, let's pass around the, the offering plate and, uh, you know, it's like, uh, maybe come to the channel, figure out what's going on. And then once you're there, then then hop over onto Patreon. But check it out first, buddy. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Y'all check him out. Daily Disciple and Isaac David. Um, you'll find stuff with his name. I just typed in Isaac David on Google and he's got tremendous SEO. Tremendous. <laughs> the um, best. Yep. All right, man. Hey, Thank you, bro. pleasure having you. Thank you so much for agreeing to this, man. I appreciate it. Dude, we'll, we'll talk again. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. All right, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. This is Meme Lord Monday. If you want to support us in our mission to just highlight Christian content creators, you can support us on Supercast. And the link for that is in the show notes of this episode. Also, if you want to be one of the Christian content creators that's in our Christian content creator spotlight that we do once a month, you can now fill out the application form that we have. It's in our group. And uh, I will also include that link in the show notes of this episode. So if you have a Christian business, if you do uh, just entertainment online, really anything, I'm keeping it really, really broad in general. I want to do my best to get your name exposed out there to the people that listen to this podcast and or the people on our page. So 
uh, please submit that. And there'll be some rules that I'll make to help tidy things up um, so that we can help narrow down the selection process. Because already I think I have like 20 people in the lineup for the next one that I'm going to be doing. So if you have questions about that, feel free to email me at memesforjesus uh, at gmail.com. And yeah, really looking forward to having that uh, that that Christian content creator uh, spotlight that we're going to do once a month. So that's it, guys. Um, like I said, send me an email. Talk with me. Tell me what you think. Give me your thoughts. Uh, if you want to also support us, that'd be great. If you don't want to support us, that's also great. If you want to do the rating, that helps us with the podcast. If you, if you uh, don't feel like giving us five bucks a month, go ahead and rate the podcast on Apple. I think you can do it on Spotify now. Uh, so do that. That will help us and um, help us, you know, get seen better. So anyways, I love you guys and have a good rest of the week. All right, bye.